We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Swider, that's yeah, yeah. what we want to see. Mean, he just caught that when the guy's standing right in front of him and he let fly. Swider from the corner. Yes! And the foul! Is he having himself an afternoon? Swider feeling his third three already. On the drive goes Patty Casey for the basket. <laughs> Backdoor cut, Swider with the jam. This is Swider in close, and one. Welcome to the Cole Swider Show, alongside Patty Casey. We just wrapped up another interview with uh, Scotty Pippen, and Patty, I, th- I thought that was probably one of our best interviews yet, even though we've only had three. Yeah, yeah, I mean, first of all, we're getting up there in numbers. Four is like, I, this is unbelievable. I think it's been like almost a month now that we've been doing this, so. Um, yeah, we're starting to get pretty comfortable. Yeah, Scotty's the man. Like, he's very, um, like, laid back, very down-to-earth dude. You can tell he's, like, super funny, too. So, um, yeah, we were a little bit crunched for time because, like we mentioned, you guys are pretty pretty uh, busy as NBA players. But, yeah, I thought it went really well. Yeah, no, nah, Scotty's the man. Obviously, obviously, him being his – his uh, father's son, he, he, he grew up with a lot yeah. of expectations, and he kind of goes into that a little bit, but we try to focus right. more on Scotty Pippen Jr.'s career more than his, than his dad's career, mm-hmm. and just just went from there, but I thought Scotty was great. He, he, I thought he opened up to us, talked about different parts of his career, and we didn't get too too in detail about his, his upcoming and stuff like that, uh, his upbringing, but I thought he was very uh, open and, and gave us some good answers. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, super fun talking to him, and it's, it's pretty cool like talking to both of you guys at the same time because you're literally in the exact same position, you know, getting your getting your careers going with two-way with the Lakers. But um, I guess that sort of leads into big week for the show, big week for Cole Swider as a whole. Um, I mean, you want to just dive in? Like, what are, your, what are your initial thoughts on last night? Like, now you've had, I don't know, what, 24 hours not even to digest it. What What's your main takeaways? Yeah, no, I, I thought I thought the the first unit uh, played really well. They played really well defensively. And, yeah. Um, I thought, I mean, LeBron going over seven, we're still up by five at halftime. You know, what I mean, that's yeah, that's that's a win for us. Um, and then the second half, I, I thought we started out okay. We let up some offensive rebounds, and the defense just kind of slipped from there. But I was able to make a couple mm-hmm. shots and, and get going a little bit. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I got to play most of the second half, and honestly, it wasn't a, a great showing by us as a team. But I think. Uh, I think overall it was it was a good start. Got to put on the jersey, got got to be um, just in the arena. You know what I mean? It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Kind of just going uh, in, into uh, preseason, and obviously we we had a, I thought we had a really good training camp. Kind of instilled the principles that we we've been wanting to, to to go go for and everything like that. So um, good start, but obviously um, looking to improve this next game. Yeah. Um, shout out to uh, Adam Lewis here, our producer. He just Gave us a little Zoom message here to clarify that we're talking about Monday's game against the Sacramento Kings because by the time this releases, you guys will have two games. Um, Recording this on Tuesday, we just flew in. Yeah. So uh, we're, I'm actually in Vegas now. Scotty was in my hotel room. Uh, mm-hmm. Typical podcast style. Yeah, honestly. I mean, just grinding. Not to give my pat, myself a pat on the back here either. Me and Adam, it's actually 12.20 a.m. Eastern. So I'm not calling myself a hero, but. Stayed up for you guys. Stayed up for Swider. And we're making it work. We're making it work. <laughs> no, but I, I really want to go like more in depth of, um, about this game. We're like I said, we didn't have as much time with time or with uh, Scotty as we wanted to. So 
Um, hopefully, it could come back on in the future. But usually, you know, these kind of pre-interviews parts of the show has been only 10, 15 minutes. But I feel like we kind of got to go like blow by blow, like what every single part of the day was yesterday. So I guess like. Do you feel like a my career player yesterday when you wake up? Like, are you like, holy shit, this is actually happening? Or, or what do you do when you wake up to, like, shoot around? Yeah, uh, I don't know. For me, it was one of those things that I was just trying to not even think about it. I mean, uh, yeah. I think in the past I would have got, got a little nervous. But I don't know. Just being with the Lakers, being in this opportunity, I just – someone, someone said a quote yesterday. Someone asked Austin Reeves, they were like, uh, how you doing? He's like, living the dream. He was like, make sure you don't wake up. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that, I mean, that, that just are explained my dream. life. Yeah. That just explained yeah. my life. Literally. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm trying not to wake up. I'm trying to just to st- stay in the dream. And, yeah. And obviously, I mean, just, just blow by blow, just of obviously getting, get we had a little shoot around in the morning, went over a couple of our principles and everything like that, things that we want to focus on for the mm-hmm. game. Um, got, got to the arena a couple of hours early. I had a 5:15 shooting time for a 7:30 game, so I mean, in the NBA, you have a lot of time to kind of just sit down and rest. I mean, yeah. we didn't go back out on the court till I think 20 minutes on the clock, so obviously had had a lot of time. To really, kinda, um, that's pretty interesting. I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, no, it's it's not like college where you're going out six six or seven different times. <laughs> you yeah. know, in college, yeah, especially when you walk on too. It's like you're just standing on the side watching. Yeah, I mean, for me. <laughs> um, I mean, you probably had to deal with this too. Sometimes when you're drinking a lot of water pregame, you have to go to the bathroom. Oh my god, you got to pee so much. So yes. I didn't, I didn't play in the first half, and I pride myself on being uh, properly hydrated. Shout out to Shaq Fit, yeah. over for treating me how to hydrate or teaching me how to hydrate. Dude, it's the worst. First half, I had to go to pee so bad, I actually yeah. ran into the tunnel. No and, way. Yeah, ran into the tunnel second quarter, early second quarter, and uh, got a little pee break. But yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no. So like, obviously, like before the game, um, did, did all my pregame stuff. Got got a pretty good, yeah. got a pretty good sweat. You know, me, I had to change shoes after the pregame. You know, yeah, I sweat so much. Well, that's what. Uh, are are you a pregame ritual guy? Uh, I like to have a routine. I wouldn't say I, I need to put on the right right sock instead yeah. of the left. Yeah, you don't have any like superstitions or anything weird like that, right? No, not, not, nothing. Not like, weird. That's fine. If any players have those, that's fine. Of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, future guests, if they have any rituals. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't remember you ever doing anything like that. But, no, no, I don't have anything like that. But I like to have a routine, obviously. Um, right. Being a, being a rookie, you, you kind of get – your routine is what is, what is set, set up for you. So, yeah. um, kind of just got a good sweat in, got in with my position coach, got, got a good workout in before the game. And then, mm-hmm. um, honestly, was just watching film, trying to, trying to read up on the Kings as much as I could before the game started. Um, and then – Obviously, before the game, twenty minutes, twenty minutes on the clock, LeBron comes in, and that's when I actually felt like I was in my career. Yeah, I was gonna say that's gotta be the most insane part ever. Yeah, it comes in, brings in the huddle. It's just, it was just unreal. So, yeah. um, how different is that to like a college game? Um, I would say in the NBA games, there's music going on during the game. You know what I mean? There's, right. Like there's all these things. But I'm talking about like pregame, the pregame jitters and like the surrealness of it. Like compare that to your first college game. Is it not even like close? I had way more pregame jitters than when I was going into college. Really? Um, my first game in college, yeah. I, I think just wow, being, that's interesting. Yeah. I think for me just being twenty three at this point, just kinda Right. Gone through some yeah. of the ups and downs. Um of college. I mean, I'm just so I mean, if someone were to tell me a year ago I mean, I always believed myself, but I think if you told yeah, a lot absolutely. of people, I think if you told a lot of people a year ago that I'd be playing with LeBron James and the Lakers and having ten points in my first preseason game and 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 the trajectory is going up. Yeah, even if you're the first pick, like regardless of what your situation is, I think the first time you actually put on the uniform, you actually run out of the tunnel. There's people in the stands, the lights are on. It's like this is just absolutely insane because you literally have spent however old you are. I mean, you're 23. If you're 19, 20, it's like you've literally spent every day just being like, I can't wait to do that. And then it's like, oh, shit, it's actually here. So my, my grandfather and my dad actually got to, got to come to the game. Yeah, sorry, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Yeah, you gave a I... nice shout-out in your – I watched your press conference. You were very well-spoken. <laughs> Good for you. You sounded like a podcast. Hey, I mean, I, we, we get a lot of practice <laughs> on, this, on this podcast, yeah. Patty. Uh, but, yeah, no, so my dad and my grandfather came to the game, which was unbelievable, and um, – 
getting to hang out with them during the day. And like I, I told my dad, I was like, hey, like I, I thought it might it might have took another generation for a sweater to get to the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because at, at, at Villanova, things weren't looking too good for, for a sweater to get there. So I'm, I'm yeah. glad uh, I kind of expedited the process going to Syracuse. Shout out Coach Bayheim for uh, getting me there. And, and obviously Jack yeah. and Red and, and Griff and, and yeah, all those everyone. Yeah, and, and Patty. Course, yeah. and, all all and these shout outs. Fitz, yeah. Yeah, Fitz, I took Brandon, a lot of for that. you know what I mean? All, all those guys. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned Fitz and uh, your sweating habits before because he texted. We were like live texting the whole game. <laughs> and uh, he was like, I can't believe Swider is in sweatpants on the bench guy. And I was like, there's no way he can possibly be, even if he wanted to. So, like, did you consider that at all? So I actually had sweats so what's, on. What's, I, what's your your warm up fit looking like? Yeah, so so I was gonna go no sweats, go, leaving the tunnel, but then everyone was wearing sweats. So yeah. I was like, all right, let me. You didn't want to be the rookie standing out. Yeah. Let, let me fit. Let me fit in first. You know what I mean? Um, right. So put on the sweats. Put on the put on the hoodie, which was which was a big step for me because obviously you know you guys know. Yeah. Um, but it actually did a good job, um, kind of absorbing the sweat. You were managing it. Okay. All right. If you know what I mean. That's like a vet move, yeah. Because the last thing you want is to be like dripping sweat like on the bench, and everyone's like, "All right, come on, man." Yeah, yeah. Right. No, so you're calling attention to yourself. You know what I mean? And and then oh, you're nervous because you're sitting next to LeBron. Is that, yeah. You know what I mean? Are, are you nervous sweating <laughs> now? No, no, no. That's that's how I am every day. <laughs> so yeah. uh, no, for the listeners, literally, Swider, it's incredible that you're as good of a shooter as you are because. It's literally as if you wash your hands, don't use a towel, and you just immediately start shooting at basketball. There's water just dripping off of your hands. It's the most unbelievable thing in the world. I think I've been a better shooter in the NBA so far because the ball actually absorbs sweat better. Oh, yeah. I remember <laughs> you saying that. That's actually like, that could be a theory. You, you want to create that theory? Like the sweatier guys. Yeah, like sweaty shooters. I don't know. We could definitely come up with a way better name than what I just said. That was horrible, but... I wonder if we can measure, like, um, I mean, PMT always says sabermetrics, like the guys who sweat the most are they better shooters than the guys who don't break a sweat as much. Well, I know me and Paolo were up there, so. Uh, hey, I mean. Yep. Makes sense. But, yeah, man, so but, uh, so obviously uh, first half I, I, didn't, I didn't get to play, which, which is obviously, I mean, for me, I'm just, I'm yeah. just obviously waiting for my moment. And then second half went right. in and um, – Start the second half and got got up and down a couple of times and then coach called a play for me so I'm like all right this one this one's going up oh the down screen yeah so I caught, I, I caught the ball out here and, and you know my little size up yeah yeah, yeah. my little it's size like the, up and, and end up shooting yeah. so obviously it, right. it was it's honestly not a great shot but uh I mean I'm happy it went in yeah it is like. Come on. That's what they're telling you to do. It's like, if you get any daylight, just let it fly. It was awesome. I was freaking out in my tiny apartment alone. Yep. But uh, did you watch the the clip of the announcers? No. I it, the sec- you, you didn't? No. I, I feel like that's a lie. Are you being humble right now? No, I'm, I'm being serious. <laughs> I, I <haven't> seen it. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, what are the Lakers announcers' names? I'm blanking on the – I looked this up, and then I just don't have it here. You catch the ball, and you shoot it, and he's like, Whoa. <laughs> then it just goes right in the hoop. It's like, wow, Cole Swider, like the two-way rookie out of Syracuse. It's actually awesome. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you look confident on that. And then from there, it's it's definitely Stu Lance. That's who we were thinking of, Stu Lance. Shout out Mr. Lance, great announcer. But uh, from there, it's, it's just like your confidence probably just goes through the roof, and you're like, all right, we're just playing basketball here, right? Yeah, it's always good to make your first shot. Uh, I will say that. Yeah. It's always good to make your first shot as a shooter. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, after I made that first shot, just kind of trying to get into the flow of the game. Um, actually ended up getting fouled on a on a three later. To yeah. Miss the free throw. My, my, my dad would. Uh, that was another. We keep saying the announcer. That was another announcer jinx. So you make the first two. And then, what, were you about to shoot the third or you were shooting the third? I forget. And there's a lane violation. Or no, 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 they, they tried to, like, clear it out. You shoot two, they're like, everyone goes back on defense. You're like, no, you did the swider face and, like, hands straight in the area. You're like, I'm getting three. And then the announcer was like, well, I know if the Laker, if, if Cole's in the game and the Lakers get a technical foul, I know who I want shooting this. And, <laughs> and then you missed. missed. <laughs> I was like, come on. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, typical swider. 
typical sweater. Yeah, it was it was uh, yeah. it was short. Not a good miss. Uh, I, I don't like to miss. I mean, it was a pretty good miss though. It rattled in and out. Yeah, could be was, worse. Yeah, no, it could be way worse. But, uh, could be way worse. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, you keep if you miss your next one, then you might be the only player in NBA history to have a higher three point percentage than free throw. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be something. Good point, Patty. Good point. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, overall, I thought it was a good first game, good good first experience, and ho- hopefully uh, we can make it a little closer this next time or yeah. come out with a win. Uh, that was definitely on the second unit or the or the, or the young guys. It wasn't on. LeBron, AD, Russ, because we, we were obviously winning when they were in the game. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> do you uh do you know like um the rotation like do you have expectations for your minutes last night before the game? Like, do you know? Okay, I'm probably gonna start the second half, or is that something that just develops throughout the game? Well, I didn't know I was gonna start the second half, but one of my coaches told me I was gonna play. So. Uh, right. So one of my coaches came up to me uh, earlier that day. He was like, "Hey, Cole, like." Plan on playing. I don't know how much you're going to play, be but, ready. but be ready. Yeah, yeah my, my position coach. Um, and then I I didn't see where my where my minutes were, but they do have a chart based on. Uh, okay. At least for these these preseason games on on who's going to play what. Obviously, LeBron and AD said that with three or four minutes left in the in the second quarter, and they started taking their shoes That's off. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, all right. Yeah. We're up by ten uh-huh. right now, but all right. Um, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, I mean. Obviously, uh, all that stuff's planned out before the game, and obviously got right. got the young guys some some reps. We didn't uh, we didn't we didn't do as well as we wanted to in terms of score, but um, obviously it was, it was great to get those reps and, and yeah. our first NBA Just action. experience. You guys got a good squad too. It's good to see uh, Kedrick Nunn back. Obviously, it's been like what twenty minutes or twenty months since he's played, so it's like yeah, it's been a while. Obviously, he, he's a very good NBA player has, yeah. has proven it so so quick yeah yeah so quick yeah yeah I mean so obviously the game ends um individually shot it pretty well obviously like you've mentioned a bunch of times um like tough loss but you got to be proud of yourself like individually for how you played offensively and everything um and then your dad and your grandpa are there like what's that like is that pretty surreal like after the game or are you kind of still upset about the loss yeah, no, I mean, you, you know me. I, I take losses personally, and that's one of the things in, yeah. the, in the NBA that one of the guys came up to me and was like, hey, come on, like this is this is early. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, can't, you, can't, you can't take this too personally, yeah. you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. um, one of those things where obviously upset on the the loss, the, the way the way we went out in the second half, but um, honestly, it, it was exciting. It was exciting to see my, my family after the game, see, see my grandfather, mm-hmm. Um, see my dad, who obviously they, they, they tripped their way out to LA to come see um, my first game, and then uh, my dad's actually coming out to Vegas now. So, um, no way. Yeah, so it was it was a good good first game for them to see, and, and obviously uh, getting to play 19 minutes was was, was great great experience. Mm-hmm. How much uh, like before the game and after the game? Do you think about like the journey it took to get there at all? Like, did you take a moment to kind of soak it in and be like, like, think of, I don't know, eight, eighth grade Swider playing in, like, New Hampshire in a tiny gym at 8 a.m., and you're like, wow, like, I'm now at Staples or Crypto, like, playing with LeBron and the Lakers? Yeah, I think when I walked in the locker room and kind of, like, just, you know what I mean, took it in. It yeah. Was, and then, then running out of the tunnel, when LeBron did the pregame huddle, that was, that was unbelievable. It kind of... Yeah. So, one thing I'm not great at is like really like capturing the moment in terms of like pictures or anything like that. I'm oh not, yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not great at that. My mom's good at that stuff, and obviously she. Yeah. Um, on, and I have this uh, this lady who who helps me up with my upper extremities. Uh, I've I've always had like some right shoulder stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, um, she was really on me about getting a picture from my mom of my locker and oh, that's all that stuff. My, my girl Mo, my girl Mo was helping me out so. Um, yeah. So I made sure I, I got a picture of my locker. I haven't sent it to my mom yet, but uh, I should probably do you that. You still haven't sent it? Uh, I guess you've been very was, busy. Wasn't it wasn't a great picture. I was going to – I mean, ho- hopefully that's not the last time I get to do that. So <laughs> Yeah, honestly. Yeah, you got another one tomorrow. But, yeah, no, I I think I think me and my dad, like, we, we, we've talked about it once or twice, just the kind of the journey of, of me getting here and everything like that. But, yeah, no, it's, it's unreal. Um, something that I don't take for granted, but at the same time, I, 
I'm 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 excited. I mean, I'm, I, I, got, yeah. I got a long career ahead of me. I mean, it's something like yeah, you want to get used to, but never like take for granted. Yeah, for sure. So after the game, like I saw you did that press conference I mentioned before, but um, is the recovery and all that type of thing like different for a preseason game as opposed to? You know, like college and what you've gotten used to with like summer league and everything. They they, they have shakes ready to go for you after the game. They have all yeah. they have all like they have the cold tubs ready to go and everything like that. Um, so so it, it's it's honestly great just to be able to do all that like just get, have that all that stuff ready for you. Have those resources and the resources in the NBA. I mean, at least for the Lakers, are unbelievable. You know what I mean? You have massage right. therapists. You have ice cup, ice tub, uh, hot tub. You have. Uh, all the all the the Theragun. Yeah, all the all the perks. Yeah, all the toys. That That's you what want. I'm interested in. Swatter the perks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, like full meal in the back whenever you want it. You know what I mean? Just the snacks and everything like that. So, I mean, Cabillas did a great job of giving us granola bars and giving oh, us yeah. everything that we needed back there. But I I think the Lakers budget helps. helps <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little different. Back, yeah. so. Just a different level going right to the press conference which i was surprised i was like why'd they pick me you know what i mean but Le- LeBron, I mean, you're, the, you're the second leading scorer i mean lebron was probably like, all right put put cole put cole over there <laughs> yeah. a- 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 D, all right put cole over there you know what i mean so yeah. um nah but but it was good quick quick interview which was nice and then got got to see my family and then me and my family drove drove back after got a uh, got my car underneath the tunnel and uh drove back to the <laughs> we drove back to my place. It's unbelievable. Just like an insane day. I'm like in disbelief over here. I was even watching it. I was like, oh my God, this is like so surreal. <laughs> like, <laughs> just not me. But, no, I mean, it was awesome. Obviously, I mean, congratulations from one co host to another. That was, you know, got your first one under the belt. First of many. That's what my tweet was. Everyone go like my tweet at PattyCasey31. Um, at Swider, but. We mentioned that you kind of had a pretty busy day here, flying into Vegas, recording with Scotty, and then you guys had that Top Golf event. So, if you just want to kind of speak to where um, you know the listeners can tune in and watch you in action for the next couple of weeks here for preseason. Patty kind of put me on the spot here. I don't know exactly where you can watch me in action, but I, I bet Patty has league. Oh pass. no, no, pa- I do have league pass. Yeah, Patty has only two pass, people so Patty can will be watching every every watch at a time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you're the Lakers though. You're probably on NBA TV or ESPN like every game. Yeah, hopefully. So, I mean, if LeBron's playing, usually it's on national TV. So, um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, no. So we flew. Hey, Swider's playing. It's also on national TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, flew into Vegas today. Um, did, did this event at Top Golf. Got to meet a lot of our season ticket holders. which was nice. Um, and then tomorrow, that's shoot around in the morning, and, and then we have two games. We play against the Suns, the T Wolves, and um, after that, we, we we go we go back home, and then and then play the Warriors on Sunday. Uh, in San Francisco, so um, got got a busy week ahead, um, mm-hmm. and honestly, it's, it's the NBA schedule. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's a lot, but at the end of the day, it's 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 what it's, it's good to get used to. You know what I mean? It's, it's good yeah, to kind of get this, get this underneath the belt before the season starts, and we're playing games and we're flying all over the place and going on big road trips. So I'm I'm excited. I'm obviously thankful and blessed the Lakers uh, bring me along for this ride, and um, excited yep. to go for the future. Be, being a full-time basketball and a part-time podcaster. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. And a part-time podcaster yeah. is a dream. Yeah, full-time podcaster, part-time basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, man. Thanks to Adam, Patty, and and, the, and Jake, the whole crew, for uh, for sticking with me, to, uh, ma- making these schedules work. And obviously, we had a great interview with, with Scott. I mean, so. Yeah. So, uh, it, yeah, we're ready whenever, Swider, so. Yeah, so uh, excited to get this interview going and uh, happy and excited to welcome uh, Scotty Pippen Jr. on to the pod for episode number four. So welcome, Scotty. We're in my hotel room right now in Vegas. So uh, welcome, Scott. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, man, we just actually got in for, uh, from the road and it's kind of crazy just trying to get all these schedules together. But uh, appreciate Scotty for making time. Um, but yeah, man, first of all, Scotty, what would you say? How would you say uh, the first preseason game went last night against the Kings? Yeah, that first preseason game, like the whole experience, you know, it was a crazy feeling for me, like as an individual, just like walking through the tunnel and stuff, like, you know, being a kid, um, my dad, being in the NBA, always walking through the tunnel and stuff, it was just like a crazy feeling for me to finally be doing it myself. Um, 
but no, it was fun. The game was fun, you know, finally being able to NBA court in a, you know, not a real game, but a preseason game kind of had the same atmosphere, different energy. Um, you know, we didn't win, but it was good to, you know, finally get out there and get playing. Yeah, no, nah, for me, it was crazy just walking out there, finally, like, experiencing, like, the whole game. It was un unreal. Kind of explain your emotions kind of running out of the tunnel with, obviously, LeBron, your dad in the stands, your brother sitting courtside. Just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it was a weird feeling, man. It's still like, it was like kind of like a dream come true. You know, I always was around the game, so I always, like, was on the court at NBA games and stuff. So just I've seen it from a fan, I've seen it from a player, and then also, like, the son of a player who was running out on the court. So, you know, just having my dad there, having my brother there, and my family there, it was a cool and, you know, great feeling. Yeah, let's talk about, so we're not going to go through your whole entire high school, college, or whatever, your upbringing, because obviously, well documented, you were uh, obviously a, a under-recruited player, but talk, just talk about a little bit about your decision to go to Vanderbilt, um, talk about your recruiting a little bit, and just high school basketball in general. Yeah, my decision to go to Vanderbilt was, you know, I had a great relationship with um, the coach who originally recruited me, which was Bryce Drew. Um, you know, I fell in love with his coaching staff. I fell in love with the university because, of, you know, it was a good academic school and a good basketball school. So I thought it was a great fit for me. And then, you know, he had gotten fired right before I was supposed to officially sign. And then, they, you know, they brought in Jerry Stackhouse, who was a guy that was, you know, another, another NBA guy, a guy that was cool with my dad. And, you know, someone I also trusted as well to, you know, help develop me and make me, you know, officially make my goals and that's making to the next level. Um, and, you know, I talked to him on the phone a couple of times and, you know, he believed in me and he wanted me to still, you know, go to the school and that's why I ended up there. But that was pretty much my biggest offer. So that's another reason. It's crazy. Me and Patty were yeah. talking about before just watching your last <laughs> season highlights. Uh, yeah, I was about to say this exact same thing. Go ahead, Patty. Yeah. Well, first of all, for the listeners, Scotty and Cole are in person. That's why I haven't been talking as much. It's, it's tough to cut in when you're virtual, you know what I mean? So... But no, I mean, Cole kind of mentioned it. Um, you know, as a guard myself, when I played, I was never nearly as good as you are. But I love guys who have real good pace and can kind of just, like, adapt to any situation that they're in. So, um, you know, like Cole said, we're kind of crunch for time here. We don't want to go too in-depth. But I want to ask you about kind of, like, adapting to the role that you had at Vandy, like, throughout your career. Because obviously at first, you know, it's a little bit different. You seem like a pass-first type of guy. And that's where the pace comes in, where, like, you're kind of manipulating screens, you're manipulating defense. And then all of a sudden it's like you got to score, you know, between 20 and 25 for you guys to really be the best team you could be. So kind of just talk about evolving into that. And, um, you know, obviously with who your dad is, you kind of have, like, a basketball cue very, like, genetically. But just, like, talk about who you kind of modeled your game after and where that kind of comes from and how you're able to adapt to all those situations. Well, I wouldn't say there's a particular player I model my game after. Um, I think just growing up, I was never the best player on my team, so I was always good at getting like my better teammates the ball and always, you know, finding open players, open shooters. So I was always good at playmaking, and that like started through high school. You know, going to Sierra Canyon, I was, you know, I played with top guys, going to all Division One schools, and then that just led it to going to Vandy. Um, I knew that was the only way I was going to be able to stay on the court with just being a playmaker, getting guys shots. And, you know, my first year we had two pros on the team, so I didn't really need to score the ball as much. So I started right. because I was a playmaker and my pace and my poise and just, you know, running the team. And then, you know, once both of those guys left and coming back from my sophomore season, um, my role had changed and that kind of just came naturally. I just knew I had to score the ball more. And, you know, I kind of had to do both, playmake as well, score the ball for, to give, you know, our team even a chance at winning some games. So... That kind of just led into my junior year as well, just trying to win games by scoring, playmaking, and, you know, trying to get that feel for the game. And that's kind of like, you know, at the next level of being here with the Lakers, you know, just trying to get a feel for that because, you know, I'm not going to have to score 20 points a game, but just playmaking, right. things, the little things that can get me on the floor. So let's talk about, obviously, Scotty. My, my, my two months playing with Scotty has been unreal. I, I, I went on record and said he's probably the best – individual guard that I've played with in terms of being able to beat the single man press break, being able to take people off the dribble, find guys and everything like that. Scotty, talk about, obviously you say you don't model your game after a certain kind of guy, but I feel like you have 10 different players in, in kind of your arsenal. Talk about um, where you kind of got that from. Obviously you're not like your dad in terms of size or, or physical 
like the physical gifts that your your dad had. But talk about kind of just the, the players that you may have watched, but at the same time, how you kind of got to the, this this skill level that not a lot of people can reach in their lifetime. Yeah, I think the couple players that I watched a lot, I watched a lot of Kobe growing up. So like, I use a lot of pump fakes and pivots, like especially when I get in the paint. So I think a lot of his game I use. Chris Paul, the way he like probes in the mid range. Um, Jalen Brunson's another one. And then lastly, I'll probably say Fred Van Fleet. Um, so just growing up, just being a younger, uh, not a younger, but smaller guard, I've always been able to like have to use my body and use my speed and my pace because you know, I probably wasn't the biggest, the strongest, or the fastest guy on any court. So I kind of just use that to my advantage because I knew how to, you know, use my body where I knew I had good footwork and I always was able to get defenders off balance where I could like pivot, pump fake, and draw fouls and stuff like that. Swire, I think we've talked about this before, but maybe the biggest compliment you could give a point guard, crafty. <laughs> and what Scotty's, what Scotty's just describing right now is just the craftiness that comes with like having such a high IQ and figuring it out when you're you're not necessarily – Six nine, like you are, Cole. So I would I respect s- that a lot. Scotty said he's not the fastest, <laughs> but he might be close to the fastest. Oh like, yeah, like it's so like obviously watching his highlights in college, be, playing with him now, it's just like uh, it's just unbelievable. Just the change of pace he has, the the vision he has. I know he's not going to talk about this himself, but obviously you can see when when talking about the players that he, that he compares himself or watches watches that he has a little piece of those guys in every single in in a part of his game, but. Fast forward a little bit, obviously you had a great sophomore year at, at Vanderbilt. Talk about just kind of the decision to, to test the waters in the draft and ultimately decide to go back to Vanderbilt. Yeah, so you know, my sophomore year at Vandy, um, you know, I was top two scoring in the SEC, I think top two in steals, top two in assists. So, you know, I had numbers that were, you know, you could put them with, you know, anyone in the country. And I think the one thing I lacked was just, you know, just team success. We didn't have a lot of success. We didn't make the tournament. Um, we didn't win too many games, but, you know, as an individual, I thought I was ready to make that jump. And, you know, just going through the whole draft process, um, I didn't get invited to the combine. I got invited to the G League camp, so that kind of hurt me as well. And then, you know, just going through the process, you know, I kind of saw how much, you know, harder it was, how much more the reps and stuff like that I could be doing. So I think it was good for me to go through that whole draft process before officially, like, going in and declaring. Um, but that, you know, that, that whole draft process, you know, it's very eye-opening because you see, you know, the reps, you see how much harder you got to work, you see how many people are really trying to make it. Um, but, you know, I got the feedback I had wanted, you know, the teams had told me, you know, go back to school, get stronger, um, you know, be more of a leader, be more vocal, and, you know, bring team success. And, you know, I just led that going into my junior year. Um, I decided to stay at Vandy because, I you know, they had, they had given me the green light since day one, you know, the coach had giving me trust and he let me play as a freshman where you know other teams in the country didn't take a chance on me so I wasn't gonna you know just leave them and go to a top school and you know he had brought in some pieces that were supposed to help us you know seven footer another guard that could help you know take some of the load off of me but you know injuries and stuff you know kind of hurt us that junior year um, but we still had success you know we still every year built on each game and I mean each season and we were able to make the you know, NIT and stuff, but, you know, so it was a successful season, but it wasn't nothing too. Um, in that answer you kind of mentioned, I wanted to ask you about when you, when I watch you play, it's like so clear with the chip on your shoulder that you have. And I feel like that maybe it might come from, you know, not necessarily like you had a phenomenal high school career. You play with all these great players, but you definitely, definitely didn't get recruited to the level that a player who had your success should have been, in my opinion. So I also noticed, like, going through your game logs, you always played well against the best teams. Like, this year you guys play at Rupp and you have 32. Like, kind of talk about that chip on your shoulder and how it's, like, you seem like you have this confidence where it's, like, no matter who you're playing, it's, like, no, like, I can hang with these guys. And even, you know, you watch you in summer league even last night, it's, like, you, you never really seem rattled. So kind of just speak to that mindset. Yeah, I think, you know, definitely I got to come with a chip on my shoulder because, you know, like you said, being a guy whose dad was an NBA Hall of Famer, a legend, you know, people try to, um, I would say, classify me in a certain way, being soft or, like, have gotten everything handed to me when it's really, you know, I wouldn't say it's been harder for me because I've been, you know, my dad's blessed me with stuff that, you know, the average person wouldn't get. But at the same time, people do overlook me because of that. And, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I just, you know, I approach every game with the target on my back, and I, I embrace that pressure. I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy going into games and having, 
you know, the opposing team wanting to go at me and stuff like that. So, you know, playing against the top schools like Kentucky and all that, you know, it brings a different chip on my shoulder because I know it's, you know, it's a bigger stage, a bigger audience. So what, one of the things that I think Scotty's so good at is just, obviously he plays some chip on his shoulder, he plays tough, he takes charges, he does all the little things. But, Scotty, talk about what you see coming off coming off ball screens and how you just probe just just so well. I, I thought that was one of the most impressive things for me just kind of watching you the summer leagues that no one sped you up at all. Um, and then obviously just, just your reads off of ball screens. Where, where do you get that from and what do you think about when you're coming off those ball screens with, with, a, with a bigger guy? Yeah, I think it comes, I'll just give credit to my two coaches that I've had, um, my two latest coaches, my high school coach and then my college coach. You know, I was blessed enough to be able to play with two coaches that had played the game um, you know, my high school coach, he was he went to Cal State Northridge, and he was, you know, a Hall of Famer there. And then, you know, Jerry Stackhouse was an NBA player, and, you know, the name speaks for itself. But two guys that, you know, they see the floor as a player as well as a coach. So they kind of always, you know, taught me reads and stuff that, you know, maybe my dad might not have taught me. But, you know, they helped me see the game differently, seeing the floor and stuff like that. And as well as my dad, he kind of, you know, taught me how to play in the pick and roll, just playing slow, being under control. Um and I'll say it's my IQ comes from those three guys. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you can tell just watching you play. Um, I mean, so just kind of talk about, obviously, that you played a great uh, year at Vanderbilt this year, and then you go into the pre-draft process this year. What was your mindset going to the pre-draft process this year, and, and what were some of your thoughts about, obviously, coming out this year and, obviously, um, not going back to Vanderbilt for your senior year? Yeah, I felt way more prepared. I think, you know, I knew what to expect in these workouts. You know, last year I was going to the workouts kind of knowing what to do, but I wasn't, you know, fully sure. Um, you know, my training this year was much different. I was way more in shape. Um, I feel like my jump shot was way better. My game was way better. Um, so I think just mentally I was in a different place. And this year I also had signed with an agency, so I didn't have to go through the process where I was like worried about testing the waters, worried about going back to school and worrying, you know, how good I'm gonna do, should I go back? So I was fully in, I felt good, I felt confident. Um, as well as getting invited to the combine, you know, I went there and I performed well, so I thought I'd put myself in a, you know, good place. So I was confident about the whole draft process, but you know, I ended up not getting drafted, which is kind of disappointing. Because I, I kind of, you know, I thought I did everything I could do, but, you know, everything happens for a reason. One thing I want to ask you guys is, uh, obviously, both of you are in the exact same situation. You signed a two-way with the Lakers. So, how have you two kind of, like, bonded over that? And, like, did you guys call each other on draft night? It was like, all right, like, let's ride. Like, like how have you guys kind of grown through this process of going through each step of, of you know, being within the organization? Yeah, I'll, I'll start with that. I mean, I, I didn't even know Scotty before this whole entire uh, – until we got to the Lakers. So, um, obviously, I saw Scotty sign, sign probably five minutes before me in terms of agreeing to the two-way. But, you know, I, I was obviously very excited to play with a point guard who, who uh, would, would get me the ball in summer league, a person who could obviously <laughs> – watching, watching him a bunch. And then and then just through this whole entire time, Scotty's been my best friend in, on the Lakers. And we, we've talked about the different situations that we, we've been in and – just kind of the journey that, that we're, we're ahead for, you know what I mean? I think a lot, like we, we ended up with two of the best two ways in the league, playing for the Lakers, having this shine on us, and then Scotty got to stay home and, and be, be around his family. Um, he, he, lives, like, he, he lives with his brother now, so he has that familiarity there, but um, I was super excited to play with Scotty, obviously, it, on the Lakers, and then if, 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 if we're down in South Bay, play with him in South Bay, but, but yeah, I mean, I was super excited and obviously saw that uh, I was going to be playing with a high-level guard, which uh, which I've, I've been blessed to play with a lot, but I think Scotty, just with the physical attributes that he has and the knowledge for the game, was huge for me. Yeah, I'll say the same thing. I think, like, from, you know, I didn't know who Cole was even, you know, once I saw him sign with the Lakers, but, like, from day one, once I met him, like, you know. <laughs> you know That's I, crazy. That's crazy, you know, huh, Patty? Yeah. Uh, who the hell is this? From day one, you know, we failed, you know, we became close, you know, like you say, you know, we're best friends on the team now, you know, we talk every day, we hang out and stuff like that, so, you know, we kind of, you know, like you're saying, you know, in the same position, so we kind of talk about how much, you know, better we got to push ourselves and how much we got to work harder than other guys because, you know, our money's not guaranteed, our job's not guaranteed, you know, that's anything in the league, but especially just being on a two-way, you got to prove more because you got to show that you could, you know, stay at this level because, you know, the two-way spots could get, you know, transferred and traded way more. So, 
I think, you know, having Cole here, a guy that could push me and I could push him as well has been great for me because, you know, we talk about this all the time. So it's been good to have him here. Yeah, I think one thing that just kind of like made me and Scotty close from the beginning and obviously having him on the podcast kind of speaks to it. We just got in from a from a, from a flight and everything like that. It's just, I think the work ethic and just how much we care about the game too. I, I think just being around Scotty, I know that he loves the game. Um, and it's not just from being Scotty Pippen's son. It's like he earned it himself. He's he's not six nine. <laughs> he's not. You know what I mean. Like he's he didn't get blessed with that. But um, Scotty, w- w- one of the questions I wanted to ask you is obviously being. Can I say five eleven six six foot? Man, I'm six two six foot. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what are some of the things that that, that you kind of focused on in terms of making it here? Because obviously your dad's six nine. He he is a totally different player in terms of telling you what to do, how to approach the games. What are some of the things that you kind of had to learn by yourself being the size that you are, not having like that kind of like that, that model in front of you to show you how to play? Yeah, especially, you know, being my size, you know, always being called undersized. There's, you know, a lot more things I have to work on, a lot more things I got to be better at than, you know, the average, um, you know, college or even NBA player because, you know, I look get looked at differently because of my size. You know, say I make a turnover or I miss a shot, you know, that they could be like, he's too small to play. Um, so just, you know, everything I could do at this size, I got to be good. I got to be good at passing. I got to be good at running the team. Um, you know, a lot of those stuff comes with being a point guard, but also if you're a point guard and you're undersized, you know, you get looked at differently as well. So I think just using my size to my advantage has been another thing I've used. And I don't really look at it as a bad thing because, you know, since I'm so small, I should, you know, be able to guard bigger players because, you know, the ball is – they got, you know, harder time dribbling the ball against yeah. me because I can steal it. I'm quicker on the ground. I'm quicker on my feet. And then on offense, you know, I'm quicker than most players. You know, I'm craftier than them. Um, you know, I use my shot fake yep. stuff, which makes players have to jump where I could get fouls and stuff like that. So, you know, there's some disadvantages of being small, but, you know, I like to use my advantages as well. So I don't think it's too bad. Yeah, so obviously we've seen that in summer league. Talk about – uh, draft night, what you were expecting going into draft night, and then Scotty has a pretty funny story from the end of the draft uh, with, with his dad, so I don't know if he wants to share that or not, but um, just talk about draft night and, and kind of that night and, and, and what it meant to you. Yeah, you know, draft night, um, so I'm living in California now, but I, I was you know originally from Chicago, so I traveled to Chicago with my immediate family, and we were there with the rest of our family, you know, cousins, stuff like that. Um, and I was, you know, I had gotten good feedback on all my workouts, so I was, you know, expecting to get drafted. Um, but I also knew there was a chance I wouldn't. But, you know, I still at the back of my mind. I was always thinking I was getting drafted to that night. And then, you know, as the pick started going in, I was still calm. You know, I heard the first round. I was cool. Second round. And then, you know, once it got to the 40s, that's when I started to get kind of nervous because, you know, some of <laughs> the teams I had worked out for, they had traded their picks. They had, you know, you know, did some stuff. So I was kind of getting, you know, nervous, kind of worried because I was like, you know, this team doesn't have their pick anymore. And then, you know, the night went on. You know, my agent had came up to me and basically told me that, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get, you're most likely not gonna get drafted. And then once it got to like late 40s, my agent told me you're going to the Lakers on a two-way. And, you know, once like she told me that, um, the people that were there, they all started going crazy. And I had thought I had got drafted, to be honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that, you know, I didn't know that. I guess they got put on Twitter or something like that because so, I wasn't even watching the draft at that point because, you know, once she told me, everyone was going crazy and stuff. But, you know, I felt like I got drafted, you know, and I think it ended up the right way just being able to go back to L.A. Yeah. to go home where my family is. You know, I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. So it was still a great feeling, you know, although I didn't get, you know, my – the dream of getting drafted, you know, my dream was always to make it to the NBA, and I think, you know, I'm able to do say I did that. I feel like the Lakers, especially with their summer league team, gave specifically you two, like, so much opportunity, where you were kind of had the freedom to make mistakes and, um, you know, like, kind of have those growing pains and gain confidence, and both of you guys played really, really well, so kind of just speak to what that does for your confidence. Scott, you were kind of handed the keys to that team for two weeks and you're able to kind of just play your game and it seemed like as the weeks went by you gained more confidence and, and kind of just I don't know like felt you were playing your game which you know a lot of guys on two ways may not have that opportunity yeah I think um, Cole and I were able to have that opportunity just because the Lakers you know only had one draft pick which was Max Christie and 
mm-hmm. you know, we're all in different positions. So I think it was, you know, a great opportunity for us to both be able to play and, you know, get reps. Um, and I think that summer league team was built perfect for us to be able to go out there and, you know, not only just make mistakes, but just to gain experience. You know, I think it was a young team. You know, some of the other teams we had played against, they were all like G League guys or all guys that had some type of experience, maybe overseas or something like that. And then our team, we had a bunch of young guys. We had a couple older guys, but it was a team that, you know, me, Cole, and Max pretty much had, you know, freedom to run and um, yeah. play through and play through our mistakes. And, you know, I give credit to the coaching staff and, and the Lakers for just letting us do that and grow through that. Uh, obviously, Scotty played great during summer league. And and I love playing with him during summer league. It was, it was a good time. <laughs> but uh, obviously, after summer league, um, we came back in August, started working out. What was your first impression in terms of just the Lakers the, your summer with the Lakers and obviously heading into the season, how excited are you to kind of just move forward preseason and everything com- coming coming next? I don't really – I won't say I had any expectations, but I think, you know, just day by day just going into gym and just seeing, you know, players like LeBron, AD, Russ, like that was still, like, you know, shocking to me. Um, because, like, growing up, like I said, around the game with my dad, I used to go to the All-Star games and stuff like that. And, you know, I've seen some of these guys when they were young. Like, I've seen AD when he was fresh out of college playing with the USA team when I was, like, a little kid. And then, you know, I've seen Braun. You know, I hung out with his kids. And then just Russ, I've seen him a lot as a kid. So being able to, like, you know, go to work or go to the gym with these guys is still, like, you know, even day to day is still crazy to me. Like, I'm really out here with them. So it's been a crazy experience that I'm still trying to soak in and, you know, get used to. Yeah, I, I think this is probably a, a good place to end right here. But l- last question is, um, wh- what are kind of your goals, expectations, just just things you want to uh, achieve in your rookie year in the NBA, if, if that's with, with the two-way, if that's um, playing with the Lakers? Just talk about kind of just, just uh, some of your goals for this year. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say I have any particular goals that, like, you know, I could just write down on pen and paper. I think the only thing I would say to solidify myself in the NBA Um and just, you know, carve out a role for myself, whatever that may be. Is it, you know, whatever, playmaking, defense, you know, diving on the floor, you know, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to, you know, make the team, make a name for myself. So I would say just solidifying myself in the NBA and just finding a home and being able to just play on the court and have fun. So I don't think it's anything where it's like, you know, rookie team or, or all-star where some guys say that. I <laughs> think it would be more just solidifying myself and just, you know, wherever that may take me because – you know, going to college, I didn't expect to be all SEC or nothing like that. I just wanted to be on the court, and, you know, the rest came with it. So I think it's at this next level, just being on the court and letting the rest come with it. My man, Scotty, thank you so much. Uh, yeah. That was amazing. Just obviously being with you during this time, I've seen the kind of the worker, the player, the overall person that you are, and just so excited to kind of just go through this rookie season with you, man. Um, obviously, Patty. Jake, Adam, we all we all yeah. thank you and uh, go ahead, Pat. Really appreciate it, bro. And uh, the listeners may be you know surprised to figure out NBA players are incredibly busy. So I think Scotty had like 20 minutes of free time today and he gave it to us. So we really appreciate it. Um, hopefully, he could come back on. We could uh, maybe when I'm in person, Swatter, oh, if you yeah, ever invite me out there. there. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, we could we could go a little bit more into you know your early years and everything. But yeah, though, definitely appreciate it. And uh, go kick Swatter's ass in golf. <laughs> no, of course. Well, I, appreciate, I appreciate you guys having me again. It's cool. It's fun. Me and Swider thought that went really well. I've taken on the role here of uh, solo closers. Swider had cut out for another important NBA thing. And turns out I have nothing going on. So I'll close this out here. Um, I feel like you've heard me say this before, but follow us on all platforms at Swider Show on uh, Twitter, Instagram. And uh, make sure to submit some more questions. We didn't get to his mailbag question of the week but at swider show you'll get on the show the other thing we didn't get to um i mentioned at the top it's a little bit of time travel here we record the intro and outro um after we do the interview so it's now 12:53 a.m eastern time again not asking to for a pat on the back here but jake sheridan a big exam tomorrow um good luck to him with that but he wasn't able to read the stat of the week so i am gonna do the honors of doing so our Swider Show stat of the week, it's actually multiple stats. The first is 19 minutes and 30 seconds, which is the exact minute and seconds that Swider played in his first NBA preseason game. He went 3 for 7 from the field, for good for 42.9%. 2.4 from 3, that's pretty typical being higher from 3 than 
than from the field. And then I did mention this when I was talking to Swider at the start, two for three from the free throw line. Um, bit of an announcer jinx, so I guess we'll blame it there. Swider was the second leading scorer on the team. So not to brag, but my co-host is now the second leading scorer for the LA Lakers. Yeah, thank you for to our sponsor, Jake Sheridan, for our stat of the week. Make sure you guys follow us on all platforms. Um, we've got a big guest coming next week, so make sure you stay tuned on all our social media platforms for that announcement. And we'll see you next week. Thank you. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com What's up, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed this week's show. To find out who will be joining us next week, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms, at Swider Show on Instagram, at Swider Show on Twitter, and at Swider Show on TikTok. We also recently developed our very own YouTube page, www.youtube.com slash at Swider Show, and subscribe. You can send in a mailbag question to be featured on the show. Show at gmail.com and of course if you haven't already make sure to turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode week to week Cole Swider Show with Patty Casey is presented by Blue Wire Podcast and our executive producer is Adam Lewis Swider Show was created by Cole Swider Patty Casey and producer Adam Lewis all rights reserved thank you guys we'll see you next week